0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Balance and Barbells podcast. My name is Kayla and I'm your host. We talk about all things becoming 1% better every single day. So here's your reminder that you can become anyone and anything that you want. You just have to give it your all and tomorrow's a new day so you can try even harder the next day. So it's already been a crazy week. It's only Tuesday. I'm just getting around to recording the podcast today because my week was insane and really heavy. We basically just had some personal things come up on Sunday night around 10 PM. There was an incident with Aspen and we basically didn't sleep all night. We were just really worried about her. And then Monday I had meetings all day and I had to take her to the vet. So I literally like was so focused on her all Sunday night that I kept waking up all night long. And Monday, I forgot I had a meeting. I basically had to hop in the car and go an hour away from my house to a meeting. And I was there from like 8.30, or I was driving in a meeting from 8.30 to about 2 p.m. And then I had to get her and take her to the vet. So it was just like a crazy day. And by the end of the day, I was exhausted. And even though I had like content and things like that, I just was not... In any sort of state that I wanted to post or be present online, I just wanted to be present with my family and in the moment that I was in. And I really debated not even doing a podcast this week, but I decided today that I had enough energy and I wanted to record today's podcast. But it was definitely a hard start to the week. And yesterday was honestly one of those days that everything was just challenging. I had planned after I got home from the vet and everything to try and record the podcast, but If something could go wrong yesterday, it truly was. We were at the vet longer, blood work took longer. Then I came home and it was just like little minor things, like first world problems where I placed an order at Whole Foods and I was supposed to just drive up and pick it up. I got inside and they gave my order to somebody else because they had turned off pickup because it was too cold and they didn't want employees having to run in and out all night. So they gave my order away to somebody else. And if you do a Whole Foods order... And you do it online, you basically are doing it through Amazon. So they can't refund you. So then I had to go through a whole Amazon chatting service. And then I had to still go get my groceries. And Aspen was in the car with me because I was still watching her. So it was a nightmare of a day. And I got home at like 630 and decided that I was going to just be present with myself and Aspen and literally do nothing. So I never even posted a story yesterday to Instagram. And that is going to be my word of the week, being present because that is exactly what I need this week and what I needed in those moments was just to be present, be with my family and focus on just being in the moment because it was a lot, it was really heavy and I have been focusing so much on what could happen, what has happened and what I could have done differently And the more that I just tried to ground myself and just be present and just live with what I could and handle the situation that I could in that moment, the more at peace I was. So I think this is a really important reminder to be present and be in the moment as much as possible. It can be really challenging, especially when there's a lot of unknown or when you have a lot of goals and things you want to achieve and there's just so much to do and so much on your plate. But The only way to overcome what's happening is to be in the moment that you're in. And the moments go so fast, you don't even realize it. Honestly, it feels like I lived a whole week already. So sometimes the moments don't pass as quickly as we would like, but truly trying to be as present as possible and just enjoying the moment that you're in because you'll never get to live it again. So that is my reminder or my word of the week to be present. Now for my workout of the week, I did glutes and hamstrings on Friday, and I'm apologizing to all of the men that are listening to the podcast, but I'm assuming most of you are women. So I knew my cycle was coming this weekend, and I just wanted to have one more killer leg day before it came, and I got that in on Friday. My period literally came on Saturday but I had so much energy. I got in a good hour and a half workout and it included hip thrusts, squats, deadlifts, kickbacks, cable pull throughs, single leg RDLs. And then for core, I did a lot of deep core work and some of the exercises included dead bugs, bird dogs, planks, and bear holds. So that was definitely my favorite workout of the week. And then probably second to that was some Peloton rides that I did. I was really into hit this week and I did several hit workouts. If you follow me on Instagram stories, um, Allie love is my favorite Tabata class to take. She makes the best Tabata classes. So I did a few of those this week and I really enjoyed those as well. If I had to pick, it would probably be the leg day, but that came in a very close second. My tip of the week is to focus on the bigger goals that you have set for yourself. It can be very easy to fall into kind of a routine or a path Where you get down on yourself, or there's a lot of negative talk, even from yourself, that weighs you down. I'm definitely in that cycle right now. There has been a lot of hate on social media. There has been a lot of variation in some of the work that I've been doing. And I just kind of feel like I've gotten to a point where I feel a little bit lost in the last couple of weeks, not really sure what direction I'm headed. And the best thing that I did was I went back and I looked at my vision board and I stopped myself in my tracks and was like, you know what? You know exactly what you want. You know what your goals are and you know how to achieve them because you've done this work. You've already outlined what you want. Don't let the day-to-day cloud your judgment and make you distracted and feel like you're not good enough because it totally can. And that negative self-talk is real. So do your best to remember your goals that you've set for yourself and be very actionable in the steps that you're taking. Don't let that noise distract you. Don't let the hard work that it truly is pull you down and make you feel like you're not good enough because it will. It's never going to be easy and you have to remind yourself of that along the way, no matter how hard it gets. So today's podcast, I wanted to do a little bit of a Q&A and then also highlight some of the biggest questions that I have gotten on Instagram in the last couple of weeks. I know that I have not been as responsive in my DMs as I usually am. They have been overflowing and I've not been able to get to as many of them as I want, but I have gotten quite a few common DMs and I want to answer those today and kind of dive into Some of the biggest questions that I get on a daily basis, answering just what you guys want to know, and then also answering some of the questions that came in last week from the Q&A box that I put up. All right, I'm going to start with the most asked question that I ever get in my DMs, in my question box, on my comment section, and that is how I edit my photos. And it's so funny because this is my most asked question, but I really feel like this is a disappointing answer because it's I don't do anything special. I really don't. I don't use a filter. I am... Truly in my simple girl era, I don't want anything complicated in my life. I want my hair, my makeup, my outfits, my routines, everything to just be really simple. But it also falls into my photos and my editing. Like I want things to be simple and I'm really about simplicity right now. And that's the same with my photos. I don't do anything special with my photos. I have an iPhone 14 Pro Max, And I don't use any filters. I don't use any editing software for the photos. I literally just point and shoot. The one thing that I do pretty often is I mess with the exposure and I do that before I take the picture. So I will tap my screen and there was like a little sun that'll show up on your screen before you take the photo. And I will play with the exposure based on where I like the lighting And that's really the only thing that I do with my photos. Other than that, everything is very raw, natural, and in the moment. And like you can ask Sean, I will literally just take my phone and kind of set it up in a certain way that I like the placement of the item, but that's the most that I do with it. Um, I'm kind of growing out of the low exposure. I really do like just raw, natural in the moment photos. Something that looks lived in is the best way to put it. That's the vibe I'm going for. That's the aesthetic I'm going for right now. Um, so that is the biggest secret that everyone wants to know. And I know it's very disappointing. I think that, I take so many photos and so many videos every single day that it definitely plays into the quality of the photo. I know how to place things, I know kind of the surroundings I like, I know the colors I like, I know the branding I like, just like color-wise and theme-wise and like what fits with me and my brand. So that's always in the back of my head when I'm taking a photo. Does this look like something that if somebody were to just click on the photo, does it look like me? Does it look like my brand? But that's really it. I don't have any big secrets for you. I don't have any editing software for you. I really just would say have a high quality camera and make sure that you play with the natural lighting that you have available to you. And then I would also figure out what you want your brand to look like and what your brand is because it kind of just naturally falls into place. Like when you're trying to be somebody else or somebody else's brand, your content doesn't look as natural and it's a lot more work. If you're just yourself, it's natural and it's not a lot of work. It's just kind of fun. So that's what I would recommend with anything you do. There may be a style you like, like there's some editing styles that I really like, but it's just not me. It's not my brand and it's a lot more work than I'm willing or wanting to put into it. So just kind of figure out what you want that to look like for yourself and make sure that you're being yourself. The next question is how to grow on social media and where to get started. This one is kind of hard for me because I think that there's not a lot of secrets to this. It's just kind of like the photos. Everyone is wanting a big secret. And I really think that when it comes to growing on social media, you need two things. You need to be yourself and you need to be consistent. Kind of the same with everything in life. Like that saying that your superpower is being you. I think that's very true, and that has to be your content strategy. You have to be yourself. When you're not yourself, content is much harder to make, and it's exhausting, and everyone knows. Everyone knows that's not your real personality. It comes across in your videos, but when you show your true personality, it really comes through and... It's attractive. Like, you want to see more. You want to understand that person. At least that's my perspective on it. I've always loved people that were original and one of a kind. Like, I don't want to follow the same person over and over and over again and see the same thing over and over again. Like, I like people because they stand out from the crowd and they're themselves. And I think that really has to come through in your content. And you just need to be yourself. Whatever your passions are, whatever you want to talk about, like, it can be anything. You need to be an expert in it and you need to be yourself. Those are the biggest things that I would say. But then also you have to be consistent because when you show up whenever you feel like it versus when you want to, it's just like the gym, you're going to get the results that you put into it. The next question is how to see results in the gym and how long it truly takes to see results if you want to lose weight. This is going to vary for everyone. You have to understand what kind of goal you're looking at. Are you looking at a weight goal? Are you looking at a fat loss goal? Are you trying to build muscle? Are you trying to look toned? There's a lot of different answers to this question. And I think people, this is why the diet culture is as bad as it is because people want a simple answer, just like everything. There's not a simple answer to this, but it does take a few things kind of across the board, no matter what you want. You need to drink enough water You need to be active so you can't be sitting all day long. That's kind of where that seven to 10,000 steps comes into play. It's just making sure you're getting enough movement in. I would recommend that you're weightlifting or resistance training at least three to five days a week and then sprinkling in some cardio. So one to two days of cardio a week. So around 60 to 120 minutes of cardio a week. And that can be high intensity. That can be low intensity. It's whatever you need, but that's going to train your cardiovascular systems. Those are the basics you need to get in place. When it comes to nutrition, you need to make sure that you are getting enough protein. Most people, when they you look at their diets, they're not eating enough protein, and they're not eating well-rounded diets. They are eating a lot of processed food, lots of sugars, and they're not paying attention to getting good meals in. And that is really important for one, staying full, not constantly snacking, not having insane cravings, and making sure that you're repairing your body because when you're working out, you're breaking it down. That's a lot of information in 30 seconds, but what you need to understand first is what your goal is. And then you need to understand how you're going to achieve that. You can do that by becoming your own expert, or you can do that through hiring a coach. One of the two needs to happen and everyone's going to have a different starting point. So you're not going to just wake up tomorrow and pick up on all of those basics and start doing that every single day. You're not going to train three to five days a week. If you haven't been training So you're going to need to become an expert in it and understand where you need to start and where you need to go, just like everything else, where you understand the goal and you break it down into smart action items, or you need to hire a coach and have somebody help you and guide you along the way. If you have a specific goal and you don't know how to achieve it and you have a timeline, I would probably recommend the route of going with a coach because they're going to be able to help you and help you at a starting point that you may be overwhelmed with and you're not really sure where to start, especially if you're failing over and over again because you're getting sucked into diets and not really sure where to start, that's when I really push the coach route because at this point, it's really helpful to have somebody guiding you and helping you along the way. If you already are wanting to become an expert in it, that's when I kind of push the expert route and really trying it on your own. But that's going to vary from person to person and exactly what your goals are and what you need. So be honest with yourself and understand what your specific goals are. So if I were to get into each one, for example, if you want to build muscle, you have to engage in regular resistance training such as weightlifting, and you have to be eating enough protein and enough calories to support muscle development and growth. Now on the opposite end of that, if you want to lose body fat, you need to create a calorie deficit by either burning more calories than you are consuming through workouts or through diet. So that means you're either getting in extra activity throughout the day and you're in a calorie deficit by doing more more activity or that you are in a calorie deficit by consuming less food. Usually this is a balance of both for most people, and it's really going to depend on your specific goal and how much you're working out already, how much you're eating currently. And it's really a play on both of those and trying to figure out a balance. One thing that I want to mention with this, where I think a lot of people get stuck, you never want to be in a fat loss or calorie deficit indefinitely or forever, When you're in a calorie deficit, your body actually or your metabolism slows down, and you don't want that long-term. We want our metabolism to naturally be fast and burning fat. You do have to go into a calorie deficit in order for you to lose fat, but we don't want to be there forever, and I think that's where people get stuck. They get set on a goal, and then they get stuck in the mindset of being in a calorie deficit and they diet for too long, it messes with their metabolism in the long run. So there has to be a plan and there has to be a way for you to come out of that calorie deficit at some point, because you were never meant to be in a calorie deficit forever. Now, what most people who come to me for training are referencing is when they want to, what is called recomp, And that refers to basically the process of losing body fat and building muscle at the same time. This is a much lengthier process and it's a lot more challenging because it requires you to basically be in somewhat of a surplus or close to maintenance in order for you to build muscle, but also be in a slight calorie deficit in some form of either training or diet for you to lose body fat as well. So it's a very specific program that you have to maintain and it requires a lot of jumping around to make sure that your body is responding in the right way because you want to basically be building muscle, but also losing body fat, which can be really challenging to do. It's not impossible, but it does require a very specific plan that focuses on resistance training, maintaining your calorie intake, either in surplus or in deficit, just depending on what you need, focusing on adequate protein intake, eating proper diet, making sure that you have a balance of complex carbohydrates to enough Protein and making sure that you have enough to support muscle growth and recovery, and as well as monitoring your progress and making adjustments as you go. So, that's the long answer to basically how to see results. You're gonna have to kind of figure out where you fit into that equation and how you're gonna go about getting those goals if it's gonna be with a coach, if it's gonna be by yourself and becoming the expert but that is what you need to figure out. And you need to understand how you're going to achieve each one of those goals. Just know that whatever it is, fitness related and health related, it's not a short game. Like you need to basically be planning on whatever you're doing, fitness and health related, making it a routine and habit that's going to be with you for the rest of your life. You can do a 12 week program. You can see results from a 12 week program. You can see little progresses along the way. I'm not saying that you won't see results for a really long time necessarily. You will if you're consistent, but the biggest results come years down the line after you've been consistent for a really long time, especially when you're looking at building muscle or changing a physique entirely, they come way down the line. They don't come weeks later and you have to maintain that. You can't just quit after 12 weeks and maintain what you have by eating crap and going back to your old ways. You have to basically be doing what you have been doing and make sure that your priorities and your lifestyle shifts along with it. Otherwise it's a short game and you're not going to have results that last. The next question is how to become a fitness coach and different certifications that I have. So if you're looking at becoming an online fitness coach, the first thing you need to do is look up the certifications that you need for the specific job that you want. So if you want an online coaching job, it's a little bit different than if you want a job in like a gym, a specific gym, you need to look up their requirements because that's the important part when it comes to applying for that job later is making sure that you're qualified and have the certifications that they want. When you're an online coach, it's a little bit different. It's just based on the services that you want to offer. I personally got my certification through Ace Fitness, um, and I did that back in like 2016 or 2017. And I got also some other certifications along the way, some fitness, nutrition, coaching, and I'm currently working on... Um, a pregnancy program so I can help moms and women who are pregnant and then postpartum. So those are the two goals that are specific to me that I really wanted to focus on and I really wanted to coach on. Later down the line, I'd really like to do some holistic nutrition coaching. So I've looked into like integrated health and nutrition, but you really have to figure out one first what the certification is that you need based on the goals that you have. And then two, you need to kind of find a program that fits best with the coaching style that you wanna do. I think that um, NASM, NASM, and ACE are the best, in my opinion. I think those two are the top tier when it comes to getting a certification. I think they're pretty much worldwide recognized, and you can use those interchangeably. I would probably go with NASM if I were to do it again. But at the same time, I'm very happy with my certification. I didn't have any problems with it. So I think that it's a good option. I've just looked into some of their programs recently as I've talked to a few of you who've DM'd me about certifications. And I think that their offerings just a little bit broader. They have a lot more um but I do believe they are a little bit more expensive. So, I would just look into those areas, figure out what fits your budget and figure out what fits the job qualifications that you need and then just kind of go from there because it kind of grows as you get those certifications. The next question is what I use in my smoothie, my green smoothie and then my ginger shots. Those two are probably the most common recipe requests that I have. I know I have some TikTok videos where I did the recipes and I did like a video tutorial, so I'll link those in the show notes. For the green smoothie, it is literally just frozen spinach, a half a frozen banana, half a cup of frozen strawberries, tablespoon of coconut yogurt, about a cup of almond milk, and then I just add water as necessary. Vegan vanilla protein, my favorite is Truvani, I just think it tastes the best. And then I add two scoops of collagen for extra protein, it's around like 45 grams of protein, and I have it every day. Right now, I'm actually on a kick of this berry smoothie that I had one day when I didn't have spinach, and I've been liking that a little bit more, maybe just changing it up. I don't know, but it is one cup of mixed berries, one half of frozen banana, and then basically the rest is the same. It's one tablespoon of coconut yogurt, one cup almond milk, vegan vanilla protein, and two scoops of collagen, and it is so good. I think it's going to be the best summer smoothie. For the ginger shots, I don't do anything crazy with those. I do three bags of ginger from Trader Joe's, which comes out to about probably three cups of ginger. And then it's a 32 ounce bottle of coconut water, Then I do a cup of water, like a little dash of cayenne pepper, and then a whole lemon. I blend that up, I strain it, and then there's your ginger shots. So those are my most asked questions. I also get a lot of questions about outfits and things like that that are pretty common, but just so you know, all of my outfits are linked in my Like to Know It and my Amazon storefront. I'll link those in the show notes for easy access as well. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm looking forward to doing more of these Q and As as we get further into the podcast, and just doing some more deep dives, maybe on specific topics. And I'd even love to have Sean on the podcast one day. So that is the goal for these in the future. If you ever have any questions or any podcast requests, you can send them to me. My contact information is in the show notes or you can just DM me on Instagram. But thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your week and don't forget to be 1% better every single day.